to the regular exclusive podcast with your hosts, Jace and Renee. And it's movie news day. Taking a break from watch. Well, I guess taking a break from talking about movies. I know that you never stop watching movies. No, I'm pretty much always watching movies at all times. I mean, it's just I feel I'm always so far behind on my watch list. It's just growing and growing and growing. And that's why my watch list is always growing, because you're always telling me things I need to watch. I'm sorry, Jace. I'm such a bad, considerate person because (laughs) I recommend movies that I think you'll like. God forbid. You know, what's funny is that I've been really I've been really like pushing, digging up the marrow to you. Mm -hmm. And Nolan and I just rewatched it. And he was like, you know, I hate found footage, but like. This is the best. This is one of the like my favorite movies. Like I love this movie. And I was like, wow. That like you know how you're saying always oh, Sarah never really like talks about movies or yeah. gives you that a little bit. So it's like, you know, you it's like when they drop it on you all of a sudden, you're like, what the fuck? It's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. This really I mean, made an impression. <laughs> I mean, I, he, he hates found footage. So like I feel like I can now say that, like, maybe that'll finally get you to get over the push. I know I'm giving you more shit, but like, it's all quality. Well, now just to piss you off, I'm going to watch it just because now that I know that it has Nolan's seal of approval and not yours, I'm going to, yeah. that, that's going to be what, what makes me watch it. I don't it. care. It will, unless <laughs> that, and like, I, I mean, honestly, if it gets you to watch it, do it. If that fuels you, Jace, please go with God, do it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, today, uh, no, no intro. No, goosey, no, uh, you can tell. <laughs> yeah, no subtopic. Uh, we're just jumping in. There's a lot of movie news. There's a lot of movie announcements because the SAG actor strike is over. So now yes. the act, the writers are back in. The actors are back in. I mean, who knows how what Disney's going to do? Because I, I think the VFX people they're still uh, sorting that stuff out. But for all the non-Marvel stands, uh, we're doing good. We're back in business. Wait, they're still announcing Marvel stuff, but I think what they've been doing, which is smart, is they've been taking a step back and like cutting, like moving things back and like not rushing everything, which they were doing before. So like, yeah, the quality had dipped a lot and everyone noticed. I mean, they're all saying a lot of that stuff in that, you know, article that we had talked about. They mm-hmm. all were saying that that's not, you know, necessarily true, but. Who knows? It sounds like it's still a shit show, but at least they're fucking cutting back on the amount of properties we're getting out of them. But they're still talking about some stuff. Yeah. Well, it's like that article got a lot of attention. And I feel like whenever some news stuff gets a lot of attention, it's only a matter of a time before the anti that article comes out. So well, who knows the Marvel what's people actually... are like, that's not really how it is. And I'm like, well, where's the VFX people? <laughs> I feel like they back this shit up. Yeah. But like, you know, so I mean, maybe some of it's true and maybe not all of it is. Like I did hear some of the rumors of like the like supposed stories that were proposed for Blade were not true. Like that it was a female focused mm-hmm. like superhero movie that that wasn't true. And I was like, okay, that's good at least like that. Cause that would have been just way out of left field. And I'm like, what are they doing over there? They just fucking throwing darts on a board and putting things together. Like <laughs> That felt really weird. <laughs> I want like a, a documentary of what oh, happened on the blade set. Because like when I saw the headline months ago that like they fired the entire crew, I'm like, mm-hmm. what is going on? <laughs> like, like Marvel Civil War. That's the name of your yeah. documentary right there. This whole thing is just cracking from the inside out. 
What? But we're not a Marvel channel, yeah, but Marvel we very briefly about it on Blade. I am very, very happy that they finally confirmed it's going to be rated R because finally. When, when we talked about it a year ago or something, when they announced Blade, I'm pretty sure I remember me saying, if it's not rated R, I'm out because I send it back. Like, yeah, <laughs> thanks. I, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, thanks. No, thanks. Take it back <laughs> right now. It's like Wesley Snipe was so good. You have to make it R. It has to be violent. And just we like there's no- Ali, you know, yeah. he's great. He's going to be a good like he was he's-, he's the only person that I'm like, oh, OK, I could maybe see it. You know, yeah. I could definitely gonna, see it. It's going to be great. And then uh, our and then our, our girl from from Pearl, she's in it also. Yes. Mia Goth. Yeah. Our girl from Pearl. What are you making <laughs> a rhyme over there? Yeah. Mia Goth, our queen. Uh, she's gonna be a vampire, shockingly, mm-hmm. and I'm super excited for that. I I'm like not like really that into all the Marvel stuff, but like I am glad to hear that they're like pulling things back and taking a lot longer. And like, I mean, they're still doing reshoots on things, you know, and whatever. But it's like, I feel like that's just you know that's part of that's part of that, the deal. That's part of the deal. That happens with most movies, I would imagine. But you know, I'm sure that it's also part of the fact that they're like part of Disney, but. There's also been some really fun things like outside of just like movies announced that I just wanted to mention before we get into some of our other like exciting like movies mm-hmm. that were mentioned mm-hmm. um, is I think I, I sent you the video of Adam Ferrari at like a screening of <laughs> Ferrari driver. Sorry, Adam Ferrari. Is that what I just said? Excuse me. Let me redo that. <laughs> Driver Jesus, Ferrari. It's all I'm good. So dumb. That, is, that is actually pretty good, though. Adam Ferrari. <laughs> I mean, Driver. It makes sense. No wonder he's in the movie. Oh, my God. Thank you, brain. Um, he apparently like he's so he's at a Q&A like with fans, which I don't even know. I feel like they should screen these questions. This is for and, the movie Ferrari, right? Yes. Yeah, sorry. I really should start this all over, but. Yes, Adam Driver was at a screening of his new movie, Ferrari. And I don't know what it's about. I'm assuming the Ferrari, like how that came to be. Fuck if I know. I haven't seen That's shit. what they want you to think. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Maybe it's something else. But this fan was just like asking him this stupid fucking question. It was really more of a comment and was like, why do you think about the fact that I thought these stupid idiot things about action sequences in the movie? Which is like, well, I didn't fucking do it. So yeah. first off. But he just literally said, fuck you. I don't know. What do you like? What What do you want? And then he was like, next question. He's, He's like, like, I'm yeah. not acting in the crash sequences. <laughs> like- yeah, literally, like, first off, it's just, yeah. And he's not the director. He doesn't do the special effects or anything like the way that it's shot. And it's like, also, why the fuck would he give a fuck about your stupid opinion? I just feel like they should have somebody screening these fan questions. That just seems crazy that... Some idiot like that would be able to ask a question of Adam Driver. He should so, be respected more. Well, I mean, so I'm going to actually go the opposite direction of you on this. I loved this because it reminds me of uh, the post-game interviews for sport sporting events. And mm-hmm. it's like a, somebody will lose, a team will lose real bad. And they're like, they'll talk to the quarterback. Like, so how do you feel after losing that huge game? And they're just like, <laughs> feel pretty bad it's like yeah it's yeah. great moments of just like i hate you're an idiot for asking me but i have to answer so um 
I don't feel good. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I <laughs> loved like, it for that. That's what, but like... that's what this reminded me of, but with movies. And I'm like, yeah, let's get some sports reporting, stupid shit. But like, let's get it in movie interviews. I mean, they, they get it. There's a Adam lot of Driver. stupid questions. <laughs> Adam Driver, what did you think about the one part of the movie that you had no involvement in? Yeah. Wait, what are your thoughts? <laughs> you were the actual person in the car, right? <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are you thinking? I'm just saying that, like, I mean, I'm glad that it gave us this wonderful moment. And I bet you every other actor's like, I need to do that next time I'm asked a stupid question. Because, like, fuck well, you. I what I, I don't know. It's just the best answer. Well, and this is the entire reason that they ask these stupid questions is to get annoyed reactions from actors that's yeah, why they well, do it that's in sports. Just, i know but it's just like come on don't they're they're human beings they're not like animals at the zoo like you gotta throw something at them so they like throw their feces or whatever you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm just Wait, saying do you, do, do you think that animals throw their poo because you throw something at the renee you're I, doing zoos all wrong <laughs> i don't know you don't go to the zoo and throw your shit at the monkeys <laughs> that's how i start the fucking fights every time <laughs> those fuckers are always down to play <laughs> next time we're in the same city we're going to the zoo together i need to see this <laughs> First oh yeah. <laughs> See if you can keep up, Jay. This is pretty crazy. <laughs> I'll just lean over to know. Whoa. <laughs> oh boy. But well, anyways, let's get back on, on track. <laughs> on to other announcements. Since yes. most of the industry is back in order, um, there's yes. been just a, a slew of movie announcements. And that's really what today's episode is, is just all yeah. of the announcements of upcoming movies, many Too of much. which we are very, very excited for. Well, I mean, we couldn't not be excited at this point. I think we're excited about movies in general. I'm just excited, and especially after a period where there's like it's uncertain when they're going to come back. The fact that they're back, it's like the movies are back, baby. I just feel like a spring in my step. <laughs> things things are going to be real good until about this time next year when there's no movie, no new things coming out, or That's they're true. really rushed things. <laughs> but no, uh, I know. Well, like, there's a lot of things that were like basically already finished or like almost finished. So, like, mm -hmm. that just means that like some things that were going to be pushed back a lot might not actually be pushed back that yeah. far. A little bit of post production. Delay. You're like the glass is half empty. I'm like it's half full, baby. They're back. <laughs> I, I'm hoping that the that the little drought happens in the summertime because at least the sun is out then. But uh, yeah. anyways, movie announcements. A uh, big one that I really liked was um, Cloverfield Four is confirmed, and it's the same director as uh, the guy who did. 10 Cloverfield Lane, which is the, the good sequel, not yes. the Cloverfield Paradox things. That Hopefully doesn't even just... feel like a movie that's a part of anything, which sucks. Like, I just felt like, you know, the first one's so great. And then the second one's like so different, but like, it's so great. And then it was like the third one. Oh, they're in space. Okay, this might be interesting. Not at all. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm really like, I feel like the third one just really dampened my excitement for the Cloverfield franchise because I'm just like, I don't know. No, the thing for me was that nothing was expanded on from either the first or the second movie. And that's what I would have preferred instead of something new in the third one is like a continuation of anything. Like, I just want more out of both of those stories. They were so good. And if you remember, like the hype for Cloverfield Paradox was huge because it was very gorilla. <laughs> they did a trailer during the Super Bowl 
and they said that it's dropping after the Super Bowl. So they did one trailer during the biggest television event of the year, and then they released it hours later. And which was ballsy. which is very Cloverfield because like the original Clover Cloverfield, that's one Clover. of the greatest. Yeah. That's one of the greatest trailers of all time. Yeah. Because the, nobody is, knew what it was. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. And so this we saw was that like, at transformers. We were there yeah. at fucking midnight with our friends <laughs> dressed up like idiots. But that was like, I remember seeing that trailer and it's like the fucking head of the statue of Liberty. Like, yeah. just like flies past them and you're they're like screaming. And then it just ends and you're like, wasn't there just a website? And you're like, what? Yeah. What yeah. is this? Like, this is fucking nuts. It was just crazy, man. So like the Cloverfield Paradox trailer was cool. You're like, oh, another Cloverfield movie. Oh, my God. It's dropping tonight on yeah. Netflix. But I know I what like- I'm doing after the Super Bowl. And then I did it and I hated myself. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like it sounds like, oh, that's pretty cool. They're trying to be like the original gorilla style. But really, I think it was just like. This is our only hope with this movie. <laughs> like, I feel this like is... we can we can barely stitch together a cohesive trailer that seems interesting. We're gonna do that and we're gonna spend all of the budget to put it in the Super Bowl. Drop <laughs> the movie an hour later. People won't have time to analyze the trailer. They'll be watching the game. Like they'll they won't have time to look at all this shit. They'll be able to just watch the movie and then we got them. We've already got them. Like, you know, they can. <laughs> At least that maybe they don't finish it, but yeah, I imagine that it was a last like resort kind of strategy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess because yeah, it was not good, but I am sure very, technically very... gorilla, but I feel like yeah. that's their that's what the cover story is. <laughs> but I'm very very happy and very confident that uh, I know I'm going to screw this name up, so correct me, Dan, Dan Trakenberg. Thank you. Uh... Yeah. What were you about to say though? Uh, it was Trachtenberg. No- I'm not going to say, but it definitely did not sound like Trebuchet. But uh, um... <laughs> Trebuchet. Chase, you crazy. But crazy I loved. I loved Ten Cloverfield Lane. I thought it was so good, and in the same way that like the first Cloverfield is like, why did this movie need to be found footage? It's so good, but like, why did? Like it's such an interesting choice to do found footage. It was such an interesting choice to do this. To it's not a sequel. It's a paracool, I guess, or I don't know. But to do it as like this suspense thriller. Like, is this related to Cloverfield, or is it not, or is it just the name? Like, and then you learn it is. So, like, really, really excited for that. And he also wants to do a sequel, a direct sequel to Ten Cloverfield Lane. So With so the far, fourth movie or in addition to the fourth in movie? addition. Uh, so the fourth movie is probably not. I hope it's related to the first movie. No. So the Cloverfield four will be a direct sequel to Cloverfield. Cool. So this will be Perfect. the first. This will be the first direct sequel that we get. And then Finally. he wants he then wants to do a direct sequel to 10 Cloverfield Lane. Fuck. Yeah. Get me. Get I'm me all in on that. It. Yeah. Are you kidding? That. That's fucking exciting. Okay, I didn't really, really like. I didn't know all the details about it, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I mean, I, I think the third one, I was just like, okay, so this thing's officially off the rails. Like they're <laughs> yeah. just, they don't know what. And I didn't even watch that, but I heard it was terrible, and I never heard anybody say, "Hey, you should watch that movie." <laughs> Everyone said this movie is horrible. But if you want to like watch it for the end scene that involves Cloverfield, I guess you could watch it, and I did. Uh, they're they're stupid i think they're definitely gonna retcon 
Cloverfield Paradox out. But man, I want to know how much money Netflix paid <laughs> for the Cloverfield <laughs> rights like, to the sequel. The only thing we can do is take your entire budget and give it, put one spot in the Super Bowl. Fifth, 30 <laughs> seconds. That's the most we could show of this trip movie before people are like, I don't think that looks very good. But yeah, like our Flashing so lights the, will disarm them. <laughs> but yeah, so the guy, I mean, he has a solid track record. You know, he did 10 Cloverfield Lane. He did Prey, which you and I were both big fans of. Yeah. Um, he directed at least he directed one episode of The Boys, which is and Black Mirror. So two of my favorite shows. So like I, I feel very comfortable and confident in this franchise going forward. Sounds like it. Sounds like you got a little boner for this guy. I love it. I mean, I respect it. I also am uh-huh. very excited about this news. Thank God this is an audio only format because I um, think you have to say that all the time. And that really <laughs> should concern people. If they're not concerned, <laughs> you should be. I can actually see him. These are movie movie nude pod movie, movie news. Nude? Pod. <laughs> oh God. I did not sign up for this. Please subscribe to the regular exclusive OnlyFans. Who knows? Who knows what you're gonna get? Is it me? Is it Renee? You gotta subscribe to know. But yeah. uh <laughs> I'm gonna hire strangers to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me and Nolan. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna hire some old guy to sit. Actually, you know what? I'll just turn it over. I'll bring my cam to my dad and let him be on camera for eight hours. <laughs> uh, now I'm uncomfortable. But <laughs> anyways, <laughs> next announcement is uh they announced a black phone sequel. Yes, which, they did, which was a real shocker. At least I was shocked. Yeah. Are you? I mean, kind of. I mean, the movie ends with like, I mean, spoiler alert if you haven't seen the movie, but the killer is dead. So like, <laughs> what is this kid doing with the black phone again? You know, is there another child murderer who's like, is or is he coming back? Is he supernatural? Is he Jason Voorhees now? I don't know. But I'm, the- I wonder if it'll be a prequel. Well, the real question that I have that I can't find on a simple Google search is who is behind it? Is this Scott Derrickson? Um, uh, he shared it, and and the C. Robert Cargill, who's the they co-wrote it together, I believe. They both shared it on Instagram. So, like, I think they're doing it. <laughs> okay. Well, if they're doing it. Which I am. That's what I'm saying. I'm hopeful. IMDb at the moment does not confirm that. If they're doing it, then I'm very excited. But if yeah. this is a sinister two situation, agreed. Yeah. Then scary. Yeah. Don't ruin it. Well, and also <laughs> I wonder if Joe Hill is also involved because it's based on Joe Hill's uh, story. Short story. Yeah, and he's Stephen King's son. So, like, they're just, I'm hope, like, hey, put some money into his son. I bet you that'll get you some IP. It clearly worked with the Black Phone. They're already trying to do a sequel. It would be really interesting to either do a prequel where they bring Ethan Hawke back. But then it's like you just know a child's going to die at the end of it. (laughs) And I don't know if anyone wants to watch that movie. Yeah. If they go that route, they need to go like full. Even Does more, he, yeah. ra- more rated R. They need to go like Silence of the Lambs, like Buffalo Bill style. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Me- but yeah, I don't. The main thing for me is who's who's the team behind it. If it's the if it's the original team, I'm excited. If not, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. That'll be like you know something we'll talk about. But 
actually let's talk about another horror related title that got announced that like blew my fucking mind because you sent it to me like right when it was like right when it came out and I was like like I literally gasped and like dropped my phone (laughs) I was so excited they follow the sequel to fucking it follows not fucking it follows but just it follows (laughs) and it's like just I just say fucking because oh my god it's one of the best like one of my favorite movies and in line with the previous thing, it's the same writer-director. Mm-hmm. It's the same lead. So it's a sequel, Yep, I'm assuming, if it's it the is. same lead. It is. It's, so it's uh, Mike. I think it's Mika. Maika? I don't know how to say her name. Maika Monroe. But mm-hmm. she was so great in the first one. She's so great in so many things. Like, I'm just obsessed with her, but... Um, David Robert Mitchell, I think, is the one who directed it and wrote it, and he's yep. back. I want to know if like the guys who did the music are back because that music, that movie is just such a vibe. Like I put that on mm-hmm. to go to bed. <laughs> it's so relaxing. Not that I, I would really be stressed out, but like I'm so curious about all the different things that we'll see this thing do in the next one because you never see it use transportation, but the director and writer has said it would get on a plane. If it the opera like if it needed to, and I was just like, "What the fuck would this thing do on a plane? And what would you do? Like you'd be so fucking like, there's no way you'd have to jump out of the plane." Yeah. So for anyone who has not seen it, follows. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> get your life together because this yeah. is like one of get out of here. Is... Honestly, you're out. I kick you out of this <laughs> podcast. You can't even. Listen to this. this is one of like the best horror movies in the last decade, last twenty years, twentieth century, twenty first century. Uh, All timer. Yeah. Honestly. It's a like we recently talked about. You know remixes to genres and how much we love those and like it follows is a really good remix of like a kind of curse horror like the movie ring. like the ring it's like where... the ring but it's like after you have sex with someone a like a walking demon will follow you and then fuck you to death it's like so fucked and i love it it sounds like a ridiculous movie which is why i didn't see it right away and i don't know what was wrong with me because then i saw it and i was obsessed with it <laughs> so good <laughs> For anyone who who hasn't seen it, who thinks fuck you to death maybe sounds intense, it doesn't show you any sort of actual fucking to death. It's implied. There's like <laughs> one scene, but yeah. It's not like you're watching like the fucking blob or anything. <laughs> yeah. Like it's mostly in the shadows. And like if it does, like you just see like the aftermath, but it's yeah, really it's, great. <laughs> it's really great. It's like once you have this curse, you just see this non-emotive person just walking towards you at all times yeah and it's so good it it it's this is probably going to be the most hyped up horror movie you know whatever it actually ends up coming out whether it's next year or, or 2026 but like it's so good and for it to get a sequel like the hype levels are going to be through the roof oh i'm gonna die it's gonna be so exciting but it's just like there's so many good movies coming out, but they follow. I think is definitely I can safely say like my number one most excited. I'm most excited about that being announced. Yeah. Like that's just I don't need to know anything else, honestly, outside except for the music. That's all I want to know. But other than and that, I just I'm those three things hit the mark. I'm good. I'm I'm in. Yeah, it's probably it's probably going to be the same composer, so you're probably going to be covered if it's the original person. Or the original creator, so. original lead, yeah, they're gonna bring everyone back. 
You would think so, right? So, but there's also another one. There's another movie that already kind of has. It's not a franchise, I guess, but it's like a trilogy because there's three of them. But they it's were all released like within week within a week of each other. But they announced a new Fear Street movie, which is super exciting. But it's also a spinoff, so it's not directly related to like the trilogy of movies that dropped on Netflix over the summer. Was that last year? The year before? All right, so I just watched the first one. So this fourth one, it's it's a spinoff. It's not not it part says of. It's a standalone Fear Street because there's like a bunch of novels or like so that's all like there's like R.L. Stein. Yeah, it's like goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. It's basically very much like that, but it's kind of like more like it's way darker and like more fucked up and like gory and shit. I would say maybe not from just watching the first one so far, but like. Talk to me after the next one and we'll see because like <laughs> that one really ups it a lot. But I really love these movies. They were fun. I liked that Netflix released three movies within a week of each other. It was like an event and it was so mm-hmm. much fun. I wish they did that all the time. But the fact that we're getting another one is a good sign because then like maybe we'll get some other ones. There's a lot of books. I do want more from the Fear Street shit, though. These these movies are great. Well, and the interesting thing is that these aren't like you know, 45 minute long things like mm-hmm. these are full blown movies that yeah, they released fucking a week apart. Like I love the Netflix reality shows and they release those a week apart, but those are like 40 minutes. These are full blown movies. Yeah. That, that are out there. And yeah, I, I'm, I just finished up the first one and it's, it's really good. Like, I feel like these are kind of like the perfect, uh, like entryway into Gateway horror movies. Horror. Yeah. It, they're like it, a little re- bit more than like a young teenager, though. I feel like they're a little bit more in the older teenager vibes, but like because they do get a little bit more like intense as you go on. But like, even I would the say fir- they're they're like still like relatively teenage friendly. Oh yeah, I mean, like I was 100%. surprised like watching them, and then because it's they're rated R, so mm-hmm. they're they're violent, they're gory, yeah. they're they're full blown horror movies. It's kind of. <laughs> it's kind of like um, if you mixed Scream with like the Haunting of Hill House kind of vibe. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a, there's a supernatural thing to it, but like it's not like a really intense horror, scary kind of thing. Yeah, but I I was surprised when I googled it and I was like, these are R.L. Stein. So these yeah. are like kids books. I'm like, you adapted a kid's book into a rated R movie. I kind of respect it. (laughs) I think they're like young adult technically. So that's I feel like they're like, you know, kind of junior high, high school age is like anywhere in their fits. But like definitely I feel like they kind of lean a little older. But like there's like a lot of kids in the cast of like both movies. So it's Mm -hmm. like I don't know how to feel about this because I feel like like the next movie, like Sadie Sink from Stranger Things is in it. I also love that each movie is a different flavor. So like the first movie is totally scream. Like it's a lot of scream, which is incredible. But then it does have like that supernatural element too. And kind of like it just has its own vibe. And then the second one is very much of like a summer movie from the 80s and like 70s Mm. and a killer at a camp. And it's like very similar, like Friday the 13th and shit. But it's really good. And then the third one is like the witch or something like it's like old timey all the way back in the 1600s. And it's about like the original witch who is supposedly the reason for all the, all the shit in these movies. It's really cool how each one's got its own style. And I just like really respected that. Yeah. 
I'm excited. I, I, I'm very late to the party on them, but I'm kind of glad because now I don't have to wait so long for the next one. But I know they're really you've got good. them all right, right in a row. That's kind of the dream, honestly. But they're they're very very fun, and I just like was super excited that they announced that those movies were continuing yeah. on because like I feel like it's been a while before they like since they came out and they didn't announce anything, and I'm like, I feel like Netflix will usually like cancel shit or say something pretty quick if they decide it's not working with the algorithm. I mean, they must be very very popular if Netflix is oh, committing. Yeah to making four of these movies like <laughs> i mean they've made them they literally filmed all of them back to back to back just like lord of the rings so i was like i love to see a studio finally learning that lesson that i don't know why anybody else didn't ever learn because it's like it's so much better than if you do them like like you it's just too hard to do it when there's multiple like harry potter it's yeah. like they grow up like 10 years between movies <laughs> <laughs> so a Another kind of horror thing, which I don't even really know if it's news, but like it, it's a funny idea. The director of the Chucky series, which I have not seen anything of. I heard it's I heard it's OK. Um, they they apparently uh, have said that uh, they want or to stay tuned to a potential Chucky Megan face off Freddy versus Jason kind of thing. I'm here for Which, it, but I yeah, I would love it. Two like dolls fighting each other. Megan would totally win because she's a robot. Chucky is literally a stuffed, possessed doll. I but, mean, I don't know. I haven't seen all the Chucky's, so I feel like I need to like finish all of those before I could really say. But like as much as Megan would totally win, and I'm all in for this because I love Freddy versus Jason. Like that was just some great shit. And I love the idea of more horror villains facing off each against each other. This goes back to our villain draft. Mm -hmm. I just want to see that shit. However, I feel like Megan needs to have at least like three sequels first, two or three sequels before she gets the like versus treatment. Like there's so many other people. If you're going to give that to somebody after movie one, she's great. But like Gabriel from fucking Malignant, that guy <laughs> came out of nowhere and he's only in like part of the movie. And it's like the best part, you know, it's just like he came. He just really was a, a superstar. Yeah, well, Gabriel doesn't have the box office draw. The thing that stuck out to me about this is that it's you're 100 percent right. Megan has only had one movie. She it's one of the biggest horror movies this year. But the fact that it's the Chucky people that are saying that, you know, maybe we'll do a crossover just screams to me that. They really want a revival for Chucky. They are working so hard. Megan's like, I had a really good first movie. Yeah. I'm going to have a sequel and it's going to do great. Like, why do I need you, Chucky? Chucky's so like, right. Megan, please come fight me. You can win. Show's good, though. We, we don't have to do the rock and Vin Diesel thing. Like, you can kill me. I'm okay <laughs> with it. Just help me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Just fucking help. Pull me up, bitch. <laughs> Like, just, I really do love Chucky and would love to see him and Megan. Like, I feel like they would just not really fight even. They might just, like, fucking make love and make more of them, uh, which would be horrifying. But another, I guess, horror thing, if, 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 unless you have a lot more to say about this no, potential no. spinoff. No, no, but, <laughs> okay. I just wanted to say this before because that, what you just mentioned also reminded me of a point I want to make later, which is how studios suck, but we'll get there. <laughs> uh, before that, I want to talk about why some studios don't suck because there's creators 
like Mike Flanagan, who we just obviously love, which he joined. Our Lord and Savior. Our Lord. Yeah, sorry. I forgot to bless it with his name. <laughs> he's uh, he's now on Letterboxd, and it's just the greatest. He has a playlist on there that's like of um, horror movies, and it's called Mike's Likes. And I was just Ooh. like, that's like his series, but he has like favorite horror movies, independent horror movies, his favorite best closing lines of all time like i'm just like i could spend hours reading all this it's so great and he's just he's just amazing but anyways his next project is a stephen king adaptation mm. and no he's, surprise oh sorry go the, ahead i was gonna say he's the king of adaptation he is the king of adaptation i know it's been out for a little while so we won't go into it but i just wrapped up fall of the house of usher and i feel like that is exactly like what adaptations are supposed to do. They're yep. supposed to draw you into the the thing they are adapting. Mm-hmm. And I am not a very smart person or literary person. I've never actually like read Edgar Allan Poe. That mm-hmm. show made me like, I should read a little Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. Oh, totally. He has a great way of doing that. Same with like Hill House and Bly yep. Manor, I feel like what he does is like so cool. And I wish more other people did it is that he's not afraid to like remix things mm-hmm. and kind of like incorporate other stuff from the person. But he, it's almost like he's doing an homage to the person with it, their yeah. stuff. But he has a, a history of doing Stephen King adaptations that would, that should be unadaptable, you know, mm-hmm. starting with like, obviously Gerald's game, which if you know that one, you're like, you get it. Um, and then Dr. Sleep, the sequel mm-hmm. to The Shining that Stephen King hated. That we uh, talked about for like two hours. Two hours. Yeah, you guys yeah. know. And uh, <laughs> then his next movie is called The Life of Chuck, which is yet another should be unadaptable Stephen King story. And it's mm. like because it's it's a one it's weird in the way I love it. And it's perfect for Mike Flanagan. Just if you know his style, he'll nail it. But it's like literally a story that's like maybe i mean it's so short it's a short story um that came out a couple years ago and it's like told in reverse and it's like like the chapters don't directly lead into each other so they're kind of just random stories but it's all about like this one guy's life and you start with like his death and then you go to like a point in the middle of his life and then to a point when he's a young child and it's like told in reverse it's very much like more of the like stand by me kind of a vibe where it's not like horror stephen king okay so it's not like told in reverse like memento where it's like brain damage and that's how they no, no, illustrate no. Yeah. the brain damage it, no, this but is, they, he, it, yeah he does start off though with like an apocalypse and the world's falling apart and everyone's dying it's like this guy who's like what's going on and it's like I think it's like just a it's a very cerebral kind of representation of what's going on in your mind when you die and all the things the power shutting off. So that's why I'm just like I can totally see how Flanagan's gonna nail that. Oh, you so know? the start is the apocalypse and then it goes backwards. And then like, it goes into like a random leading dude's... up to yeah. Oh, that's and it goes interesting. To like, yeah. So then it goes into like the random guy's life. And like you're like, what is this? And it's just this really great, joyous moment, just randomly on the street with a bunch of other people. And he has this great moment. And then you go back to like him as a kid with his grandma at a haunted house. And it's like yeah. seemed that so they're totally kind of unrelated. But like, so a lot of people were like, I don't get this story. I don't like it. 
And I'm like, well, try reading it in reverse. It does kind of help, I guess, if you do that. But it's also like the way that it starts hooks you in because you're like an apocalypse. What? And then this guy and it's got Tom Hiddleston is who's Mike Flanagan has cast and they've already filmed the movie. So it's like coming out soon, hopefully. All right. That sounds awesome. It's going to be incredible. And just saying Tom Hiddleston just was doing an interview probably about Loki, but they mentioned uh, that he just was wrapped up shooting the life of Chuck with Mike Flanagan, and he compared it to the fucking Shawshank Redemption. So just saying uh, praise. that's high praise. I think that's a that's that's going to be I mean, it's it's a it's a tough hill to climb, but I have no doubt that Flanagan can do it. In I, would love to, trust. <laughs> I would love to see a Flanagan Shawshank. <laughs> like, I mean, I would too, but I just like after even they would never this, do like, they would never no. do it. There's no but, point because it they like he just nailed it. Like Frank Darabont just made it. It's the perfect movie. It's the number one movie I think on IMDb unless something else has taken it. But it's like I mean, it's I just think a Paddington movie that too took it. Maybe you're right. <laughs> I feel like you could just show it to anybody though, and they'd just be like, "God damn it, that's a good movie." Like it's just yeah. it's like nobody would be like, "I hate this. It's horrible." Like you'd have to be a real sour person. <laughs> and that's that's my favorite movie to talk about and then run into someone who doesn't know that that's a Stephen King story uh, all all the time. They're like, I don't like Stephen King stuff like, oh, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the Green Mile. Let's talk. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's talk about Stand By Me. It's like, oh, yeah. well, um, I like that one. It's like, well, that's Stephen King. What? <laughs> it's like because he's also like a lot. If you even read his books, like they're not all just like creepy monsters and murder and death. It's like. He's amazing at like lulling you in and making this a like, great character and story and environment mm. and everything. And then the shit happens. That's what. So he's just he's a great writer. But, you know, people just they shit all over the horror genre, Jace. <laughs> They're like oh, me at the it, zoo with the monkeys. It's the it's the only <laughs> genre of movie that requires courage. That's why people exactly. hate on it. Yeah, you're uh, right. You're right. Yeah. Uh a movie announcement that you were shocked earlier. I was shocked by this movie announcement. Um, Nintendo announced that their next movie is Zelda. Oh yeah. This is shocking to me because you, you and I both loved Mario. It was a Mm -hmm. real good time. I would probably say Zelda is the next biggest IP that, that Nintendo has behind Mario. I think you're right, since that's the next one that was announced. But like, I thought they were going to hold Zelda in the back pocket with how successful Mario was. Also, Mario... (laughs) Also to the wall. Also, as we talked about, Mario doesn't have a ton of lore or even story. Mm -hmm. Zelda is nothing but lore and story. Yeah. So like I thought they were going to like kind of tease people like oh here's no. Metroid Prime here's a a Mario sequel but no they're just like putting their loaf out and it's like hey here's here's Link and Zelda and prepare for some sword fighting. I'm very excited for it because the Mario uh movie ha- the action sequences were way better than I was expecting. And well, you clearly haven't been playing the games lately. Okay, well, excuse <laughs> the me. Still amazing. I'm just kidding. But like, Mario's jumping on stuff and throwing fireballs. But like, the action sequences were awesome in the movie. And Zelda's all action, so I wasn't expecting him to do it. I was maybe like, I don't know, 
the third or like they were Zelda was going to be their Avengers or something. I don't know. But I don't think they've learned Marvel's lesson, which was like, <laughs> let's do everything right away. And then where are we going to go from here? And now we're flailing and we have to restructure everything. They're like, no. well, you know what? Let's do that. That works pretty well. No, let's that's flood D- the market. <laughs> that's DC's lesson. DC oh, is right, like, oh, right. let's start with the Justice League. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, don't we need something leading up to these people? I mean, but also it just feels like they're like, what are we going to do with all this money? We should probably just make more money, right? Yeah, like, fuck, that's all they're going to be doing. There's probably going to be at least 10 Mario movies. I'll be there to watch them all, but I'm just saying they know oh, what they're doing. I'll be there for the Mario movies. I'm there for all of them. The thing I'm not sure about is so uh, apparently this is happening they're like co doing it with Sony and I've heard that it's going to be live action in which case I don't love that. I would prefer for them to stick to the animation. Maybe this is a thing as I get older and I see stuff that I really loved growing up being made live action. Sometimes I just don't really want a live action. Okay. Grandpa. (laughs) I love all the live action except for the lion King. That one was kind of upsetting. But let's maybe some things we just keep animated. I agree. (laughs) I agree. I I totally understand. However, don't they want like Hunter Schaefer to play in it, which would just be like incredible casting when I looked at like the photos of either like, I don't know who she would play, but um, Hunter Schaefer from Euphoria. I'm, I'm looking her up to play Zelda. I don't know who, but there was a picture comparing her maybe like. I don't know who is there. Is Zelda the main character? Is there? Is that a girl or a boy? Oh man, you don't even play. I don't play Zelda now. <laughs> Zelda, did I give is myself the, away. Zelda, you did. You just exposed asking, yourself. Asking for Zelda's gender. <laughs> the, the the series is called Zelda, but Zelda is not the main character. Zelda well, is the princess. Me. Uh, the main character is Link, and always has been. Oh well, I know who Link is because there's like in the first Mario, you could play as Link on some levels. But anyways, uh, okay. <laughs> I then I think she was going to like she's the one that like everyone either she's been cast or like people are like or it's like rumored that she's going to play Zelda. I could see her as a Zelda. Yeah, she looks yeah. perfect because Zelda's not just a princess. She also is badass Fights. in a lot of Good. ways. Good. Um, you never play as her. But yeah, so like if she... that's the only thing going for it, if it goes live action, I think. But either way, like I'm sure she could do a great voice performance. You know, worked for Mario, like your Nintendo. I feel like all of your shit would be animated, but like, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it just feels like last time they tried to do and like real life shit, didn't it go terribly? I never even watched that old well, Super Mario N- movie. Nintendo had nothing to do with that. They just sold oh, the okay. rights. <laughs> all right. Well, that makes me feel better. <laughs> the The only reason I could imagine that they are doing... I was like, Live their track it. record is not good <laughs> if that's the case. That was like, I mean, they're great with animation. Stick in your lane, people. No, Mario is when they kind of went Marvel style, where they're like, we're doing everything in-house. We're not licensing this out to anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, the only reason I could imagine that they're going live action for Zelda is because the Illumination team is already totally busy doing the sequel to Mario. Oh, they're going to be busy for the next 10 years, I bet. Uh, yeah. So Unless that, they that... triple their workforce. We might, <laughs> I would hate, I mean, I don't know how I'd feel if we were getting three Mario movies a year. I still want them to make Mario games. You know, I don't want to kill themselves with the movies. Yeah, the movies yeah, are great, but I can't play it. The movies are supplemental. Okay, let's keep yeah. the main thing going. <laughs> yeah. 
Are, is this? Do you have any more movie news that you're excited about? Um, I don't know if I'm excited about it, but it's a it's a weird movie uh, okay. from a from a twenty four. Oh God! Is it the one you... that we were just talking about that I mentioned? <laughs> yeah. I forgot about it because I was trying do, to forget that it exists. Do, do we want to tease it? Do you have anything else you want to talk about before? No, that? I have nothing else. That was the one thing on my list, but I just breezed past it like it didn't even <laughs> exist because I'm so angry about the idea. Like we love a twenty four, and we were like, they could do no wrong. Like fucking yes, Queen. You know, we're all about it. And now this announcement made me really rethink my life choices. So. A24 in the last couple months has really gone through a weird uh re- weird transition for us as fans cuz yeah like you We're said you and corporate. I you and I <laughs> love A24 and then the announcement came out it first started with them with A24 and Neon being the first people to support the writers guild and complying with all of their demands. That cannot be the reason that this is happening. No, no, no. But I'm okay. saying that that was like that was peak. It's like, yes, this these are the good studios. They're the only ones that are like, yeah, we'll give you what you deserve. And then the news came out that a24 starting to explore existing IP for movies. And we're like, Oh boy, this has been the studio that's been doing a, the the original stuff for yeah. a decade or however long. They're going it's like, corporate. I'm worried. I don't know. It, I, God, you can't I mean, keep up this business model, though. <laughs> I bet it's hard when not all of them make a lot of money. But the budgets are so low. So low. I'm like, how are you not profiting on Jace, at least half of these? Because they're probably just getting fucked in all these other ways. <laughs> because like. Just it's not fair. It's business, like that's why it's like everyone goes corporate because it's just going to be easier. They're going to need it. They're going to run out of money. I'm sure if they so, keep doing like Bo is afraid probably didn't make fucking bullshit money. Like oh no, that was it, like it, it lost a it yeah, lost a lot of but money. But it's like I'm so fucking glad that that movie exists. Mm-hmm. And if this if they're starting to do shit like this, we haven't even said what this news piece is because we're just like yeah. so stressed about it. But I'll just get it out of the way. But I might throw up afterwards. Well, here so. You say before you do, uh, I'll do it to save you. So yeah, they're going to do existing IP. So I mean, I would love to see a uh, a twenty four style John Wick action movie. I'm all there for it. But this I don't know about. They announced they are doing a biopic, which is I think biopic. Is that not a, is it not a biopic? <laughs> it's a biopic. Oh. Okay, Jesus. Okay, <laughs> like a biography. Okay. Never mind. I'm. I like biopic. Sounds like like optical like eye surgery. <laughs> That's why oh, I was God. like, that sounds serious. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Okay, I'll say it then, because you Fine. fucked it up. You do it, because apparently that's wrong. I'm kidding. I'll let you fix it if you want to try it. They're doing a biopic. That sounds real lame. Of Elon Musk. At A24. I can't even believe that like you said that in the same sentence. And then Darren Aronofsky to direct. Just even more controversial. That's, that's the weirdest part of all of this. Like, I get a studio wanting to do something around Elon Musk. He's the no. most re- he's the most relevant person. Stop I'm not... with the billionaire movies. I don't want to watch these billionaires and how. I mean, the only good one is Are Social there... Network. And God damn it for making all these things a thing. 
because there's been a billion more. Are there other ones besides there's like social a bunch Net? of Steve Jobs ones? There's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I you're mean, right. They're you're coming right, out right, all right. the time about these smart assholes who are so you're rich. Right. Steve Jobs got like three movies in two, in two years. Like, <laughs> curing cancer, they're fucking making iPods. I just think it's not, it doesn't matter. I don't care how the billionaire made it. I just, and especially Elon fucking Musk, unless this is like a joke, like if it's like a, you know, a, a parody kind of biopic. I mean, they exist. And like, it could be like someone portraying him and like, it's all like kind of just poking fun at him or like ma- painting him in a bad light. Like, I feel like, like it's got to be a Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, something. It's got to be something like that or else I am just really going to be questioning what A24 is doing. Like, I'm watching what the fuck their project announcements are like. After this, that really threw me for a loop. I thought we could trust them, Jace. And I've just learned more and more as I've aged every day. I realize that you just can't trust fucking anyone. You know, nothing's going to be there. Everything's going to die. You die a hero or you see live long enough to see yourself become the villain. I don't want that to be true, but you're right. You're a fucking right, Jace. <laughs> I just the thing that's most confusing. I mean, you and I are not the biggest fans of of, of biopics, um, but Darren Aronofsky doing this is odd because his lead in every movie dies. So spoiler alert, Elon Musk is still alive. I know, but we all know that like eventually he'll probably die on one of his crazy trips to like space or under the water, wherever the fuck these billionaires keep going. Honestly, keep doing it guys. You could all die and that would be wonderful for all of us. I feel, Um, but yeah, I just feel like this is part of a bigger problem. Like that. I hope a24 will not like I, I trust them enough to like kind of still have hope that this could be like a joke on him or like it's not going to be like oh he's the best you know I feel like it's got to be satirical <laughs> I don't know what's more disturbing a normal Darren Aronofsky movie or a Darren Aronofsky comedy I don't know if comedy exists in the lens of Darren Aronofsky like oh, yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely. It'd be like Bo is afraid kind of humor where it's like, this is very uncomfortable. (laughs) And I'm feeling like every emotion on top of the humor, but I'm laughing as well. Um, I just think, yeah, I mean, all the studios have problems, but like I'm holding out hope A24 doesn't go all the way because I feel like this could be really bad. And like Darren Aronofsky, just a a controversial choice as the cherry on top of this weird announcement feels I'm, I'm concerned, but I can't imagine or even really think about who is the best casting for an Elon Musk. But can you tell me who you think would be the worst casting for an Elon Musk? Mahershala Ali. (laughs) Just since we were talking about how great he is, that would be very upset. You know who? I don't know who they should who they should cast, but it should be somebody. Actually, people have said Kathy Bates would be perfect, and I kind of agree. Oh. There's like a season of American Horror Story where, like, I swear she had the haircut, and it was like, like she had the short dark hair, and you're like, oh, she's him, yeah, a hundred percent. Like it was crazy. Like everyone's like, so if they get Kathy Bates in this, I'm in. Like then I know <laughs> it's a joke. I know unless she's seriously playing him, which kudos, she's an incredible actress. She could do it. But I'm like, I would go nuts if that was a thing. But I feel like I've seen that on social media before. I mean, I Kate, Kate Blanchett has played a guy before. Yeah, Bob Dylan, right? Yeah, Bob Dylan. 
Yeah, so I mean, it wouldn't be crazy, but like I would just fucking go nuts. I'd be like, okay, I'm in to this movie now. You All know? right, here's here's my worst casting. Uh, Who is this? Oh, yeah, I didn't even ask. Seth Rogen. <laughs> oh, yeah. That <laughs> Can you would imagine be... Seth Rogen and his laugh, like working it into the socially awkward Elon Musk? I would Musk. trust him even. Like, I mean, if they got somebody playing this serious, I'd be just so out. I don't know who, but like maybe the kid from The Good Doctor, because I already hate that guy. Not the actor, but like Sarah hates him. I hate that show. Like it's so dumb. And all the clips that I've seen are just making it worse. So I feel like he could also do it because I hate him too. But if it's like a joke, I'm just holding out hope. We'll we'll when that gets announced, maybe that'll be around the time we do another one of these and we can we can just destroy their choices. But did you I think this is a good pivot story towards our my main point or the ending point of this episode, which I think should just really overall be studios just fucking suck yeah let's talk about some studio stuff because <laughs> this was almost like i mean i won't say a24 sucks because we don't know anything yet i'm one of those people who's like i'm gonna wait to see what they're doing before i fucking judge it or make and it they've decisions. given us they've given us so much good stuff <laughs> i mean yeah there's like, like literally they, no got, bad yeah yeah they have more we give them more credit than than others exactly so like i'm still okay with that like it, i have hope that it could be something good but what was the main studio thing that you wanted to talk about because i know we both had items that were just like fuck these guys <laughs> uh yeah, uh, so the news that I thought was really interesting is um, Disney and Hulu are going to become one app. Disney is buying all the remaining stock in Hulu, so now it's just going to be absorbed. And so I don't know if Disney Plus is going to stay or if Hulu is going to stay or if they're going to call it Disney Lou, but... Yeah, I feel like Hulu is a better name for it because then it's also not like Disney. But like, Maybe. I don't know. Well, the thing I didn't realize until I did a little bit of research, apparently Hulu is not a thing outside of the US. Oh, yeah, I think I knew that. I didn't know that. So like any anything that pops up on Hulu, you know, like the horror movies or stuff that we have talked yeah. about, that's on Disney Plus in other countries. I guess, so yeah, so that makes I, sense. I feel like they're going to keep the Disney Plus thing. But the thing that I thought the thing that I thought was funny about this is I'm like, okay, so now we're just now the the um the streaming platforms are really just now we're in that point where they're becoming cable again where mm -hmm. streaming platforms are just buying each other and rather than 10 different streaming platforms, we're going to have we're going to have three. <laughs> so I want a like universal three. That would be so much better. Although the fucking price per month is going to go up like crazy. It's going to be like 30 bucks a month. It'll be fucking cable again. And we're going to get less content because it's it's different studios. So like they got to spread out their manpower. So yep. <laughs> uh, geez, this is the thing. It's like it sounds convenient, but it's going to be like. It's just part of a bigger problem with I think is especially really bad at Disney and at Warner Brothers, which we'll talk about in a minute. But like these fucking corporate assholes who think <laughs> that business and like money and like it, like it's a product like it's art, you know, it's fucking art. And it shouldn't be like I get that there's part of it that's commercialized, but like 
to take and destroy things that are holy and to make it so that we don't get things that are like, like I won't go see the next Scorsese movie just because I don't have four hours to kill. But like, I also support the fact that he was able to get the budget to even release that movie. Cause no other, none of those studios would fucking do it. I bet. And, and that movie's also not going to make its money back. Exactly. That's, a, that's because, an award season movie. Because it's not all about fucking making money. Assholes. Life is about more than that. These movies that praise that life is more than money. Then the corporations are like, fuck it. It's not like, <laughs> like money is the most important. That's the lesson that you learn is that these assholes have just got it all wrong. Yeah. And there's nothing more true than how all of these streaming companies, they have all these exclusives that they refuse to sell hard copies of. Oh, people get so mad. That's why Mike Flanagan left Netflix. He's like, fuck mm. you. <laughs> Good for him. They're going to be so Netflix, like. Netflix fucked. really screwed up because, God, the. Fall of House of Usher was so good. I know. And it's just like, God, what a great, like, fuck you guys. I'm out. You know, it's just like, it's just perfection. I love Mike Flanagan. But but what's the, what's the, what's this the bigger, Warner Brothers yeah, thing? This is going to piss you the fuck off. It, it pissed me off too, which I'm sure you already heard about, but like I, Warner I Brothers. Think I, I think I know of it, but I don't know much of it. So I need you. I need the details from you. <clears throat> so basically warner brothers i mean they've already showed their true colors because they did the same fucking shit to batgirl which like not like i'm like oh my god i have to see batgirl but like is this another tax break yep they're doing the tax write-off so they shelved a looney tunes project which is like the core fucking ip to warner brothers (laughs) just fyi like fucking bugs bunny and shit are you kidding me so they shelved a project, like a movie with John Cena. It was Coyote versus Acme. And it was a year after they started filming the movies, like ready to go. And they just fucking re- like literally had to fucking um, like they canceled it. They said it was for the tax write off, which just is like such bad PR. Like, why would you let that out? Who told that? Hopefully yeah. fucking someone, you know, a whistleblower. But the update I wrote after having taken that note and like linked that article was that they have now announced that they're allowing the filmmakers who made the movie to shop that project off to other studios. So like they're letting go of that IP for like to another studio. They're not keeping it. And I also was just like, I mean, I guess bullying works, you know, (laughs) fuck yeah. Like, let's do it. If it's bullying corporation, let's do it. I think that's good, but not people. I just want to clear that up. <laughs> Warner Brothers, I mean, yeah, whenever they merged with Discovery and just started doing these things, it's just like so weird because it's like they're not even trying to like make money off their stuff. They're just like, oh, these giving it all away. The, all the well, and it's like, or they're just like, we're gonna be, we're just gonna throw these into the void. It's like they had all these HBO Max originals that didn't yeah. have didn't have hard copies and they're like rather than sell hard copies of these and let's make just money throw them away and never hear from them again and it's like because exactly what? they they don't care about it they think of it as a product and like as not as art which is like all these people who make these things put their hearts and souls into it even if the movie isn't great, you know, there's a billion people who worked on that thing and fucking worked really hard and probably didn't sleep for like three months to make that thing. So it's like, 
the fact that like after all that work is put in and then they just dumped it, you'd be like, oh, my fucking God. And everyone was so pissed and calling them out. I mean, they lost Christopher Nolan pretty much right at the start of COVID, right? That was yeah. like when they were like, we're going to release right it after in Tenet. theaters and uh, in streaming on uh, HBO Max. And he was like, no, I'm out and like left and went to Universal. Like, yeah, like <laughs> Warner Brothers could have had Oppenheimer. Yeah. I mean, and Barbie. They already had Barbie, but they could have had Oppenheimer. Yeah. But it's like, it just it's just telling that like, I just can't believe that they would do that. And like, it, it's just bad. All of it just shows that they're just, I mean, it's David Zasloff, who's the guy who like is now in charge of everything. And he's just looking at his expenses. And is it making money? It's like the worst kind of corporate asshole. These guys shouldn't be in charge of what people want to see creatively in his movies, like art, you know? Yeah. Even it's if like, it's entertainment, they shouldn't need, they should be locked up in an insane asylum. Yeah, Fuck that like, guy. It's like maybe pull back a couple of your nature shows or home remodeling shows and uh, put into the arts, you know, like whatever. But there's like a billion fucking spinoffs of 90 Day Fiance, but those are important. <laughs> we need to keep those on the app. But Dr. Sleep, oh, we can just dump it, put it back whenever, whenever it's Halloween, then we'll take it off again. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, and the, the funny thing is that they are just going to. This so I think this is just going to perpetuate the problem of piracy, because if you have all of these things that are locked behind a paywall that you can't buy heart physical copies of, people are just going to pirate them. Like I don't want to pay for Max or for Netflix because I don't like a lot of their content. Yeah. A couple of their things are good, so I'll just pirate that. So they're just yeah. they're 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 feeding their own beast. A hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. It's just so stupid. And like, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't even make sense for what they think that they're doing. And it just is such bullshit. And I hate the fact that there's assholes like that who can make decisions and fuck people over after they've done it all. Like, it's like, what is the problem with releasing it? Like, fuck, it's better. I mean, I guess tax write off, but it's just like, that's just like the person that, I mean, he's going straight to the center of hell. That's all yeah, I gotta the, say. The executives don't need the tax write-off. Yeah, exactly. Like how your much more and your shareholder, your shareholders can deal. Okay. Exactly. Thank you. Fuck the studios. However, I'm glad that they've like reached a deal. I do know that there's more to do and that like they need to come a long way, but like at least we've gotten to a point where like they've hopefully made things better in like uh, important ways. But hope I mean hopefully it keeps going because. When you hear announcements like this, you're like, fuck, the world's over, Jace. It's going to end any day now. But we just got to we got to hope for the, for something good. Just but keep holding on. <laughs> in the meantime, that's movie news. All right. Well, I hope you are all caught up on the new movie news. Hope you had your fill. Speaking of your fill we're getting into thanksgiving time mm-hmm. eating and for a lot of us we're going to be spending time with family and there's nothing more appropriate i think for thanksgiving time than a movie that's about uncomfortable get-togethers renee what are we watching we're going to be watching the invitation and i cannot specify any like I just I want to really make sure that everybody knows it's from 2015 
not the 2022 one. That one's on Netflix and it has uh, the chick from Game of Thrones and that's not it at all. That's a not good movie. If vampires pop up in the movie, you've gone too far. Turn yeah. around. Turn around and get the fuck out of it. Get the <laughs> fuck out of there. This one is like streaming, I think, in multiple places. Um, I think it's on Peacock and Prime yeah. for sure. I know it's on Amazon Prime video. Yeah, it's on Peacock. It's on Tubi. Uh, apparently, it's free on Roku and Prime. So it's it's everywhere. Yeah. Uh, this was a movie that you introduced me to uh, earlier this year or late last year. I think last year, yeah. And I loved it. It's it's not a horror movie. It's definitely a thriller. And it's it's great. It keeps you really engaged. Um, it, it's got Logan Marshall Green, which is just, you know, Tom Hardy's cousin, as we say. Yep. It is wonderful. He's so good. Oh my God. I fell in love with him in this movie. And he's also just like, it's such a great movie. Cause you're like, can I trust the protagonist? Like is the main character like reliable or is he right? Is everybody insane? It's so great. And it's such a slow burn, but it like literally is just like made for Thanksgiving. Like the one thing missing is that it's not set at Thanksgiving, but like if they had a Turkey in this movie, it would be, it would be perfect. It's like, it would, it would be, I mean, it almost wouldn't even change anything. It almost <laughs> would be even more that's, appropriate. That's totally true. <laughs> I mean, it's just like a friend's get together at a house dinner party, but like, that's what I'm saying. I mean, what is Thanksgiving? If that's not what it is, friends, family, same deal. Yeah, It's wonderful. Masterfully directed by uh, Karen Kasuma. Kusama. She, Kusama, she did an incredible job with this. She also directed a couple episodes, including the pilot of Yellow Jackets, and mm -hmm. she directed Jennifer's Body, which is also an, a really good movie. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you're in good hands with this. It's not mm -hmm. too scary if you're not a horror fan. It's, it's real, real good. So please watch it and then join us next week to prepare for family time. But we'll see you next time on the regular exclusive podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We out here.